Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, and welcome to Jewel Says. Thank you so much for joining me today. All opinions and perspectives expressed on Jewel Says are mine. Sometimes they're not very well articulated. I admit it. But even so, there are people who seem determined to misunderstand or project malicious intent where none exists. None of us have any control over how someone else misinterprets us, and it's not our job to make them understand as much as we'd like to. Also, opinions of my guests are obviously theirs, and I happen to have a very special guest today, someone I've known since she was just a little girl. She was a very talented, intelligent, I would say somewhat introspective child who grew to be a fascinating woman who's not afraid to challenge some of the societal constructs that restrict and stigmatize so many people. I hope you find Becky's recent experience as informative and interesting as I did. Hi, Becky. Welcome to Jewel Says. I'm really excited to talk to you about what it is you're doing. It's something I know nothing about. Hi. <laughs> I'm excited to to talk about it too. There's a lot of a lot of stigma around the kind of work that I do or any any sort of sex work that anybody does. I love I love being able to talk about it with people because I I just think that that helps you know remove some of that stigma just because talking to a a normal person that you know normal person that a muggle um, <laughs> I don't know what that is in what Harry is Potter terms it's a person oh. without mag- magical powers <laughs> oh okay well I guess a good starting point is what is it that you do because I I really be interested in hearing a bit about what it is you do. So what I do is live cam shows. Mm -hmm. So there's a site. So the site is called Chatterbait. Mm -hmm. And it is set up where there are a a bunch of different people streaming live 
and you just you would go to a front page and see a bunch of thumbnails of different rooms and then you choose like which room you want to go into and so a user would choose a room that they want to go into yes okay yes and then like there are no fees to enter into the rooms or to use the site itself but people the users would buy tokens and then they tip or you know so that's that's how the money is made on sites like that you you perform live whatever style that is like a lot of people have different styles of performing on there yeah then people tip but also you can set up a menu a tip menu so if people want to see certain things during your show that you've already determined, like you've already determined that menu and set the prices of those things, then they would tip a certain amount of tokens. Okay. Um, so you're a performer and this is, is this mm-hmm. one of the sites you're, you use or one of the main ones or one of a few? This is the only streaming site that I use. Okay. I do have an OnlyFans account also, but it's more of a way for I guess my fans, people who see, who watch my shows or like my live shows for them to keep in contact with me or request custom videos or photos or something like that. Okay. Or just, yeah. So Um, one sort of feeds off the other. Right. Okay. Um, I'm not really crazy about OnlyFans just because of the way that they have it set up where they don't really promote. If you people don't already know who you are, you won't get new new followers on OnlyFans. Oh, that okay. kind of thing. Okay. Um, there's no hashtags. There's no nothing like that on that oh. site. So that's why, unless people already know, then you won't get any any fans. It's, oh, it's okay. good for celebrities, but yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> not for someone like me that isn't you know very popular or very well known or anything like that just um so all of my only fans people come from my live shows or the other thing that i have is um i do have a pornhub channel which i use as advertising pretty much because i'll take screen recordings from my live shows and then you know take excerpts from those and put those up as videos on my pornhub channel okay and so people see that and then they come to my live shows or they get my only fans or you know, something uh, okay. Like but also I get paid for the views on Pornhub. So okay. it's a nice supplementary <laughs> sort of thing. Yeah. And it's like getting paid to advertise the way that I have it set up. Like I don't just make videos for Pornhub. It's right. Just, uh, so the yeah, live but, shows, tell us a bit more about what you do, what kind of preparation so <laughs> this is going to be a, a lot. Um, the type of live show that I do is really based around toys, remotely controlled toys. Mm-hmm. That's how I encourage people to tip me because when they tip me, their tips activate my toys. Oh, so okay. it's more interactive and like a lot of people, and especially in the beginning, or the earlier days of sites like that, like Chatterbait, like Chatterbait has been around for a while. It's, I think it's probably, if not the 
most popular one. It's one of the most popular ones. So in the earlier days, there would be just, you know, you would think of the, the cam model is just sitting in front of her cam, you know, and you're talking to her or something. Like I can't like when I'm streaming, I can't see people. I can't hear them, mm -hmm. but they can chat. So they can see me and hear me, but I can't see or hear them. Okay. Um, which is nice. too. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you don't want to hear them. <laughs> I don't want to hear them. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't really want to see them either. Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Um, but there's a company called Lovence, which is a Singapore based company that makes uh, sex toys. Mm -hmm. And they make a, a lot of remotely controlled toys, like either for long distance relationships, you know, so you can use an app and control your partner's toy with the app. But also they've they've kind of partnered themselves with the with the camming community to be able to offer, you know, that controlling function for for the models to use during their shows. So at first it was just, you know, one toy and then they've definitely developed like a a bunch of different toys and there is a an actual I'll call it a sex machine which is just a thrusting machine that you know you put a dildo on the end of yeah so it when I and I have one of these machines this is why I'm going into all this detail so my show is very much just based around this thrusting machine I make sort of a POV type shot and because it's more and more interactive, the people that are viewing, the people that are tipping get more of an experience. Like it's almost more of like a virtual reality feeling to it mm -hmm. than just like sitting and watching somebody like strip on a screen or something. Yeah. Yeah. So people, they, they would tip you from a menu and that activates remote sex toys. Mm -hmm. they, they don't have to use my menu like the menu I'll give you an example let's say well there are certain patterns that can be triggered um, oh, okay with these toys so if they wanted this specific pattern then it would be this many tokens or you know like that's the menu yeah. is set up like that okay um or let's say they wanted you to say their name or something like I would have a tip in my tip menu if then I would know what to do too, you know, where it's like, of course I come up with what I want to be tipped for. Like there's, yeah, it's not like they just tell me what to do and I just do whatever they want me to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I set up the, the tip menu and what I'm willing to do or, you know, what's allowed in my room. And then if they like that, then they will stay and they will tip or if they don't, they will go. There's, you know, yeah. hundreds, thousands of other rooms. So yeah. You must have to costume up and, you know, the video quality prep and all of that. Definitely. Uh, it's better. You know, the higher quality that you have that you're streaming at is is better for you. So like I do uh, stream in high, high def. Uh, it's, I think I stream at 1080, though, not 4K. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, you so you need to have a really good Internet connection and lots of like a, a powerful enough computer. Some people just use their laptops and they can still make money. But I find that, 
you know, the better it looks, the, you know, and the more reliable your connection too, especially if people are tipping, you know, you don't want it to cut out all the time or like get pixelated and stuff. Do you set up special lighting and stuff like that as well? Yep. Yeah. I have, um, I actually have a, like a studio room in my house Mm -hmm. that I've just set up kind of permanently because I do have quite a bit of equipment. Like that's good. Yeah. It's quite a a production. Big monitor. Yeah. Like I, I can send you a picture, or a little video or something of the studio room. Because the logistics, <laughs> the logistics sound intimidating to me. I know I sometimes mm. have to do audition self tapes, mm. and I find that enough of a pain. I have a ring light and I have a camera, and I mean, I'm not trying to get specific angles. I'm just trying to do a dead on audition. Yeah, I find that tedious, so yeah. I can't even imagine getting yeah, into the production I, of what you're doing in when I first started I was trying to always change things up plus I like making things I'm a creative person you know yeah. I was kind of excited about being able to oh I can try this and let's try this shot in these angles and I did have a couple different cameras where I could do like a picture in picture so like you could have different angles so that people could see um, at the same time and what I found was like, it was more fun and I guess more stimulating for me personally, but um, it didn't make me as much money. So I found something that really works for me. I have a target audience that I found works for me. And that's just basically if you stray from that, usually it doesn't, it doesn't help. Cause I'm always thinking, Oh, they must be bored, but about <laughs> bored by this by now, you know, like I, I am kind of, <laughs> but then it's like, well, but this is what works. And usually when I stray from it, it doesn't work as well. Huh. And how about and that goes along. Oh yeah. See, that's another thing. Cause I, you know, I had all this, all these different clothes, like different lingerie or different, all these different looks and, um, and I wear wigs too, mostly because when I started, I had a shaved head. Yeah. So I just wore wigs because I thought that was more feminine or whatever would appeal to more people generally. But um, now I just stick with it. I was changing them up, but I found like some wigs worked better than others. So I just now I just stick with one. And yeah, I personally, my costume, I wear like thigh high stockings and I wear high heels and that's pretty much all I wear. now. Yeah. So, and yeah, yeah, like it's either nude or those things usually. Well, that's usually what men would like their wives to wear when they're doing their housework or cooking dinner. So, I mean, (laughs) it makes sense. Makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) You know, why waste money on lingerie when they just look at you and go, yeah, that's nice. Take it off. (laughs) Yeah. 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 One of the things I'm curious about and I think people would be interested in is how you got into it I think for a lot of people it just wouldn't necessarily occur to them it wouldn't have occurred to me hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn you're looking in the wrong place that's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't have occurred to me either. It's strange in one way. I didn't even know that camming was a thing, really, before I started, like not long before I started. I wasn't even really aware of it. And then a friend of mine um, just mentioned it to me and I was like, okay, whatever. You know, it was just a passing sort of thing. And when, when COVID lockdowns happened, I lost my job. I was working in a cardio kickboxing place. Oh. And um, yeah, so it was shut down. Yeah. And I was living in Toronto at the time. And it was expensive to live there. And uh, so I don't even know why I started or how I just did. I was like, I'm going to try doing this and see what happens. And then I tried it. And in the beginning, it was very, like, I wasn't making very much money at all. But after, you know, trial and error, trial and error, then I realized like, oh, I can actually make decent money doing this and I don't have to work very much you know actually be at work very much I can work from my home it's not really affected by any sort of lockdowns or anything like that and um it's so safe too you know and I don't have to see these people I don't have to talk to these people and they don't know where you are and they They don't don't know know your real identity no yeah there's safety in that Did you feel weird about it at first? Because, well, I know that you have a a history, a very diverse Mm -hmm. history in performance art. So that probably really helped because, as you said earlier, you're naturally a very creative person anyway. And you've never been the kind of person who, being a conformist was never important to you. From what I know right. of you. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. And I, also, you know, nudity in performing doesn't bother me. You know, I've, I've done it before. Yeah. Um, so that probably For helped. gallery things. So, yeah, it was, um, it wasn't really an issue. And I think really the big thing is the fact that I'm just in my home. I feel pretty comfortable. I, and because I don't see the people, like, because I often think, you know, I don't think I would be able to, you know, be a stripper in a strip club or something. I don't know. I don't know if I could do that just because, you know, you're right there. The the other person is like the other people are right there. You can see them. You can smell them. You know what I mean? You can mm-hmm. hear their, this is like, I don't know if I would be able to do that, but because I'm just so comfortable, oftentimes I just, I don't know. It's just, it's easier because it's almost just like I'm, <laughs> you know, just kind of, it feels more like I'm performing than, than being in a situation. If right. And I'm sure the gallery performances wouldn't have felt the same as a being a 
an exotic dancer on a stage would have felt either, you know? Right. Yeah. Because yeah, I think indeed. a lot of times the patrons for those types of performances are into the meaning of the performance. They're not usually anyway looking for titillation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's different. Yeah. And I think it's great that you're comfortable with your body because we all have a body. And so many of mm-hmm. us are just not comfortable with our bodies, which is that is a social construct. And I've definitely become more comfortable with my body doing this. Even just for me, I think you probably know this, but uh, I always felt very awkward about my own femininity. And I thought that it was like to participate in stereotypically feminine behaviors was silly maybe or you know like not something for me because I'm not that kind of a person or something but I really really enjoyed just exploring that for you know I started exploring it because of doing this work and it's it's made me enjoy and kind of learn more about myself in that way and and also like the biggest thing is the non-judgment, you know, and learning how to be like easier on yourself, but also easier on other people because it's like, you know, I I definitely find myself not being as judgmental of other people as I was before. And I didn't know you were du- judgmental before. Hmm. I I knew you probably judged yourself very critically. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that extended necessarily yeah no you were very generous definitely extended um because you know you're judgmental of yourself and so you're always kind of comparing yourself to other Mm, people I guess yeah I mean I that's what I was doing anyway like I still do obviously but yeah I mean I compare myself to other people too but only in that in the criticism of myself which is very unhealthy Mm -hmm. very unhealthy like I will I want to look physically like a 21 year old girl I know, and that's stupid and that well and that's stupid it's sort of like I will say to myself oh my god I wish I looked like that in my jeans and then my follow-up self-talk is well she doesn't have any grandchildren so I mean it's bananas but I think a lot of Mm -hmm. us do that to ourselves to some extent so in your Mm -hmm. experience this whole thing has actually given you a healthier perspective on mm-hmm. self-image and judgment. Yeah, no, that's that's the thing that I that I like most about it. I think is, um, yeah, wow, that that part and being more comfortable with myself. Like I said, with the whole being able to be more feminine and just like relax about you know, it's it's okay to be it's, uber it's okay. feminine. Yeah, it's okay to like what you like you know yeah. and just like if it's silly it doesn't even matter it's okay it's yeah. okay to be silly Sometimes. one of the things i love about drag performance is the celebration of exaggerated femininity mhm i love yeah. that because mm-hmm. society is always telling us that femininity is bad it's mm-hmm. that femininity is not a good quality that we're being uh shallow and stupid if we mm-hmm. want to look pretty or have feminine traits. Feminine traits are regarded by society as less than. And I think that's Mm -hmm. wrong. 
because a lot of feminine, yeah, they're not, they're not necessarily weaker, but they're classified as weaker because they're attributed to femininity. Mm -hmm. But that's a whole other discussion. (laughs) Don't want to look pretty, but buy all of these things, please. (laughs) Yes. 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 Yeah. 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 Anyway, that's a whole other discussion. Speaking of judgment. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not sure if you have felt judgment from, I'll say, muggles or civilians or people who have no comprehension of what the sex industry is about. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yes, a lot. Uh, Do you find that you try not to say what you do for a living because of that? And have you had any specific examples of how people have negatively reacted to what you do for a living? Um, I do, like, I don't introduce myself, you know, as being a sex worker. Yeah. But I don't lie about it either because, well, I'm not, I'm not ashamed of it. Yeah. And I don't want to be ashamed of who I am and I, mm-hmm. it is a, a part of who I am and because it has been such a positive experience for me and I think it's important that what I do the type of sex work that I do is safe but so much of what other people are doing out there is so dangerous and the reason why it is dangerous is because of the stigma and because of the criminalization of it and that's what we need to stop and I think it's really important and you know, not hiding it is probably the first step because there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. You know what I mean? If we can, if more people can see that it's not this like dirty, you know, shady thing, you know, then maybe the people that do it can do it safely. And I I won't go off on that right now, but. um. Well, I, but I think it's an important point because sexuality is a part of who we are as human beings. We're sexual Mm -hmm. beings unless we're asexual. And that's, I guess, a form of sexuality. And Mm -hmm. we shouldn't feel shame about it. In my opinion, anything that Mm -hmm. is truly done with adults Mm -hmm. that has full consent, (laughs) that has full (laughs) consent and, Coercion is not consent. Desperation, financial desperation is really not consent. Those things are not consent. And I think that's one of the fundamental issues with the sex industry. And if you Mm -hmm. are in a monogamous relationship and your partner isn't comfortable with you going to one of these streaming services or watching pornography, then that's a discussion between you and your partner. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that's the important thing. I don't think there should be shame around it. Have you ever heard mm-hmm. of a comedian called Sarah Pascoe? She's in the name sounds slightly familiar, but I can't think of it. She's a UK comedian and she's written a book called mm-hmm. Sex Power Money, which is mm-hmm. interesting. And she's a comedian, so it's written in a very light way mm-hmm. about how the sex industry has been demonized and why and it's just interesting i mean i'm not going to be able to nutshell it but it's Mm -hmm. there are people who are really working hard to dispel some of the myths around the industry as a whole Mm -hmm. and what you're doing isn't meeting some john on a corner and bringing him into a private home i mean that's 
dangerous for so many reasons. So dangerous. Yeah. 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 So many people get, you know, raped, robbed, killed, killed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah. And sick too, because, you know, there's a lot of risk, a lot of risk. Yeah. A lot of risk. Anything else you would like to share about your experience, about uh, the work in general, or any tips for someone who's thinking of getting into it? Anything. I like, I think that it's a great thing to do if you can do it. You know, if you, if you don't have a problem with doing it, if you can even enjoy it, you know, then I think that it's, a great thing because like I've said already just the safety and being able to you know be your own boss figure out what works it's satisfying too to be able to make it work yourself you know you do a little let's say market research by trying different things and then like okay you know streamlining the whole thing so that like right now I'm only, I really only work, work like under 10 hours a week, wow. but I'm still making, you know, way more than I ever would have. Well, I left high school just after grade 10. So like all of my jobs have just been minimum wage jobs and um, also having, um, you know, kind of severe obsessive compulsive disorder which has interfered with my ability to keep a job because it affects my attendance, like my ability to go leave my house sometimes and go to work. So if I didn't have something like this, where I could be my own boss and like, you know, be in control of all of these things and make my own schedule and have, you know, have a flexible schedule like that, then I wouldn't, I would be making not even part-time money. I wouldn't be able to support myself pretty much hmm. is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Let me know where people can find you and I'll also include links to whatever sites for people to look for you. You can be contacted how? Yeah. Um, you can contact me on Instagram or through my Pornhub channel or my Chatterbait. Okay. So, or OnlyFans. But okay. yeah, so those are all. Also, I've been advised by some loved ones that I should have an OnlyFans account for feet. <laughs> my, my feet are my best feature. I oh, wouldn't even know where. What? Yeah, they are. I wouldn't even know where to begin, but I could also have mm-hmm. friends' feet, you know. So we joke and laugh about it. But I'm kind of thinking after talking to you, maybe I should look into having some kind of foot content channel. And, uh, oh, maybe you wouldn't mind advising me on that. I would think that would be a great idea. Just to try it out. Like, it can't yeah, hurt. But exactly. I wouldn't go OnlyFans. I would try Fansly. It's a newer, it's like OnlyFans where you have subscribers and you put content up there. But um, they do promote. And it's it's more of like, like they have hashtags where mm-hmm. on the site, like, like on Instagram or something when things are suggested for you and different things like that. So you would have way more success on a site like that than on OnlyFans probably. Fansly? 
Fansly, you yes, said it was? Fansly. Okay. Because yeah. um, you did say earlier that OnlyFans, you kind of already have to have the fans, and I don't have any fans. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. Okay. Well, right. I'm going to give that some thought. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll let you know if I do it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I know you're not going to find grandmother Julie's feet titillating in any way, <laughs> but it'll be like, look what I've done. <laughs> and yeah. you can be no, like, oh, maybe you need to change the lighting and the angles on some of that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> okay. No. Well, thank you so much for candidly sharing your experience with this. I hope this <laughs> is one little thing that helps inform people about something that a lot of us just know nothing about. Mm-hmm. Thank you yeah, so no, much. Thank you for uh, letting me talk about it because, yeah, I love talking about it. And we'll talk soon. Okay. Thanks, Julie. Thank you so much for listening. If you're interested in checking out Becky's performances, take a look at the episode details for more information. And, as always, if you have anything you'd like to ask or share, or if you'd like to be a guest on Jules Says, maybe you have an interesting life experience that would intrigue or resonate with people, email me at jewelsays at gmail.com. J-E-W-E-L-S says at gmail.com. I hope you have a happy, safe, fulfilling week. Thank you.